McKay. Welcome to episode 39 of the MUFC podcast. We're here at Piermont Bridge Hotel for the monthly Man United Supporters Club meeting here in Sydney. Um, here with Josh, who was on a couple of weeks ago. How are you, mate? Really good. Really, really good. delighted after last night. So good always good to wake up on a Monday morning. Knowing it was worthwhile to actually watch the game and wake up for it and well, get well, three points. I, I stayed up for you. Usually there's a game before the United one. Yeah. A one o'clock game. I was in two minds whether they set the alarm or not, but just certain stuff. I'll just the team news is out at twelve o'clock, and they usually give you something to look forward to. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I'm paying for it um, with the early start at work today. But um, we will start before we get into the Brighton match. We will start with a question that was sent through on Twitter by Scott Vander Hayden. You can follow him on Twitter at. Scotty, that's double T-I-E underscore Van. Um, just a quick question to get started. What was it about Man United that made you start following? Was it a specific event or player or different, so, different all situation? My, all my family are Man United fans, all, all originally from Manchester. The only person that isn't is my grand on my dad's side. She's the only City fan in the family. So majority wins and I, I've supported them since I was probably about six or seven. I think obviously the treble season six to mine, that's my last well, my earliest memory of my football matches I've ever been to. Mm. I remember going to a nil-nil game against Newcastle on Boxing Day. Mm. I think Beckham um, hit the post. But then the, mo- the, the first win I actually ever remember was against Nottingham Forest at home. I think it was 3-0. Yeah. Um, and obviously we played them again in 1-8-1. I think we played them again in, as, as well in the FA Cup that year. Played them three times. Yeah, it was you. Yeah. Um, God, was, yeah, 20 years ago, over 20 years ago now, that. So it's obviously a great year to remember, being the trouble year, so yeah. 99, seven years old. Well, for me, my grandmother's, well, my family's Irish, and my grandmother used to live in Ireland, and her side of the family lived over in Manchester for a little bit, not far from the cliff. Yeah. And um, so they were obviously big United fans, and she used to go, she eventually moved to Australia, and she'd go back to Ireland every Christmas, and she would bring back the latest kit every year, so it was just for me... A red kit. It was just okay. I'll support that team. It was just and, if, and if you're in Ireland, there's a 33 percent chance yeah. of you supporting United. Yeah, it was United, or Liverpool, or Celtic. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was just the team. I was um, her favourite player, obviously being Irish, was um, George Best. Yeah. I think she might have had a little crush on Ryan Giggs as well <laughs> at the time. So every shirt used to come back had 11 and Giggs on the back. So um, yeah, I think like a lot of people, no choice. You just sort of just you're born into it. You're told, you? okay, this is the team you're supporting. Go enjoy it. Um, so we'll actually get into the football now. We'll quickly, it feels like a lifetime ago, but the result against Partizan. It was an important game to sort of wrap up qualification. We won't go into too much detail, but any general thoughts? It was 3-0, wasn't it? 3-0? 3-0, yeah. yeah really, sorry. really promising performance, obviously. I'd say he rotates plays in the games, but he doesn't really, yeah. in a sense, because look at how small our squad is. We don't really have. Well, he, know, gives, he, he, gives the impression he gives the impression there's going to be sort of heavy rotation and he's got this great squad. But when you actually look at the team each week, it's the same player, really. Yeah. Maybe one I or mean, two. Same Maguire, um, you know, well, Wambasaka plays. I think it's good that some of the really young players are getting starts and in games where, once they're not as important because they are, I mean, realistically speaking, Europa League and winning it is probably our most realistic chances to the Champions League at this present time obviously a lot can happen it's only in the, we're, we're only in November now you know a lot can change um, but it's good that the likes of Williams Greenwood are getting game time in tournaments like that because they need the experience he's finished Greenwood's finished like everyone is uh, pro, pro board of hearing at the Robert Van Persie yeah. just the body language I of it just it's uncanny the um, resemblance he's um, so confident there's no, there's no um, 
it's no coincidence that he's you know he's been promoted and he's not playing in his age group. He's playing you know for the first team, but also prior to starting the first team, he's playing in reserves. Yeah. And that's reflecting reflecting his quality. I think he scored a ridiculous amount of goals last year for or two years ago, even for the under 18s. Yeah. So really, really promising talent. I hope he. Um, Maybe gets the starts he deserves in the, in, you know, in the coming in the coming weeks and months in the tournament. Well, you look at our squad over the Christmas period, you think he's bound to. Yeah. Um, now, we'll test your memory just a little bit on that match. We obviously haven't done a podcast since then. We'll do 3 2 1 votes um, for the Partizan match. Um, I'll go first. Maybe it's my man crush kicking in a little bit, but I thought Matter would play the best player on the pitch for us. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm just going to give him three points. Uh, anyone for two points? For the partisan match, I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think who played again. Um, I love Wan Bissaka. Yeah, he's yeah. just, it's one of those players where, again, we'll, we'll talk about the Brighton match, but just, you know, exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. You never disappoint. Obviously, maybe it would suppose he's a bit frustrating going forward. But in the last couple of weeks, he has, I wouldn't say added more to his game, but been a bit more, added a little bit more quality. So, my controversial one for number two is actually Ashley Young. I thought Ashley Young had a terrific game. Um, I, I wouldn't say terrific. I'd say terrific. He gets so much stick. Yes. And I think people need to realise we are where we are. We need someone that's versatile that can play in the positions. Yes, he's you know, he's mid thirties now, he's not got the pace um, that we used to. But he's he'll turn up and he'll always he'll put hundred percent of his own capabilities into a game and Which as much as we criticise, we always it's, say it's a new Fellaini in terms of the scapegoat. But we always say regardless of his are we always sit here and take the higher ground so we just want players who give their all and at the end of the day that is all you can ask for we yeah. you can hope for quality um, you can and you know you're, you're no stranger to social media you look at our social media groups the Sydney Facebook group and we'll, we'll come through from a game for example Bournemouth game and Ashley Young is the worst player um, I think he started obviously but <laughs> he wasn't I don't think he was personally um, I think he's, he's a new skater and it's unfair and I think I don't the worst thing that I, I hate sometimes about our fan base at times is that we do our own players and I just I've never no matter how poor performance is yeah. you look at to the, to the Shaka situation for us yeah. and I think you know what maybe it warrants it but when you're getting booed by your own fans to so, you know to not react I know they're paid multiple amounts of money a week to play for you know to play for the badge but He's, yeah, he's not got the quality, but no one deserves to get booed, and I think he, he deserves a bit more respect from our fan base, personally. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't go as far as terrific, but I agree he was, I thought, solid and very good, did his job well, so we'll give Young probably his first points of the season. Daily Merriman in the match, actually, back home. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, he did, a lot of people did, I would say, rave about his points, but a lot of people were happy. Anyone for one point? Who got the goals? We'll give someone... Greenwood. We'll give Greenwood. We'll yeah, give Greenwood. Greenwood. Might as well. Um, nice finish. Yeah, um... It was good. I think he wasn't really in the game too much, but um, so when he does get involved, he, um, you can obviously see the quality he has. Um, I think a bit of a watch out for that game is how easy it was from times for partisans to actually attack. Over here as well. um, they attack quite a lot in the game, and sometimes you think a better quality team maybe would have tested the keeper a bit more and certainly yeah. would have scored. I mean, Young, he said he was mad at the match, he was caught out maybe one or two times. Wambasaka as well. You know, we said we had a great game. We're still getting caught out, and I think, although it's a watch out to get the experience in those games and to learn from them, all, yeah. you know, it didn't work out. Well, it's why I'm sort of before each Europa League game, I sort of get a little bit more of a buzz about the Europa League games than yeah. I do the Premier League games. Maybe that was due to the Premier League form. I'm sort of expecting losses now. We're in a little bit of form, so hopefully that's changing. But 
Um, we will go on to, okay, so there's our three, two, ones. We'll go also in. helps that we can wake up at seven o'clock in the morning to watch there the they are. They are good times, um, especially now the Always pleasant to watch a game where we can go before work, so. Um, okay, on to the game this morning, uh, or yeah. last night, but now you look at it against Brighton. We'll go through the team selection. It was relatively straightforward with Ashley Young being yeah. out. Everyone expected Williams to get the start, which he did. Lindelof and Maguire with Wambasaka. Midfield picks itself, really. Yeah. Um, Fred and McTominay. Now, I was a big advocate of bringing Matter in for the Partizan game, and then I probably thought, yeah, do the same against Brighton, but I think so, this is where Solskjaer got it right. And we'll just mention off air, Brighton aren't the team to sit back. No. Brighton are going to attack, so Pereira was probably, while he's been out of form and, uh, for a lot of criticism, either Pereira or Lingard was probably the right option over Matter in this game. Yeah. So I think Solskjaer got that bang on. And then, yeah, front three of um, almost picked itself with their fit, James, Martial and Rashford. Um, we'll probably just go through the sort of incidents or the each goal. Was there, are there any major incidents, I think, besides the goals? I'm trying to think. Well, we'll go but through. A few, we had an handball um, shout early on. I think he fell onto the ball. Yeah, yeah, there was... Um, God, we, we're doing a whole episode on VAR. Yeah, I mean, VAR's... Um, well, we're getting there. We'll talk it's about that. Legend, a little bit. That's, a, that's a different episode itself. Um, well, speaking of Pereira, we'll go on to the Pereira goal. Yeah. He did his best to stuff it up for everyone, um, but he managed to somehow get it in the back of the net. And well, I was talking to you before, I said that. I thought Pereira was actually very lucky with that goal. Uh, you look at the replays, it looks as if he was trying to chip, I don't know if he was trying to chip the keeper. He said his body angle wasn't quite right. So I think he was very fortunate to go in, and I think... Had it not, and it was a clear shot on target, I think there would have been a lot of groans in the stadium because well, I think the keeper was catching that. Well, I think he panicked when he was going in on goal, going in at the defender, and he started doing those step overs and realised he overcomplicated and lost the ball. When it came back to him, he said, I've got another chance here, I've got it. And he sort of tried to do too much, and he wasn't in a position to get the shot away. Yeah. And he tried to make up for it by getting the shot away. <laughs> Luckily, it took a deflection. Um, and after that, he was maybe frustrated in that first 10 minutes, but after that, he really, and it's very simple, you score a goal, you're going to become more confident, but he grew into the game after that. Yeah, and it was a good assist for Marshall as well, just to pick him out. Um, the defender lost his man, really, to give Pereira the space, so, you know, to make the shot initially, it took a lot of time, you know, to execute it, but it's good, you know, the goal, good for his confidence. Um, Some said it was only, it's only his third goal for United. Yeah. He scored, I remember he scored. He scored a world-class one last season, yeah, the games. The, the, that was against Southampton, and his first that, first yeah. one was a while ago, um, a free kick under Van Hal. Yeah, um, only three. Look, three goals more than most people do. But he's um, got a, he said his, he said in his post match interview, he's just trying to get you know that confidence and the, you know we've talked about it last episode in terms of consistency and consistency may be a struggle for United this year, but to have you know the confidence to score. But I'll do in the world of good, and I'm you know Lingard as well. He's not scored many goals this season, so I'm hoping he's, he gets the next goal for United. Yeah, whatever that whenever that may be. Um, another goal which I don't know was it a McTominay goal or an own goal I think it goes down as an own goal yeah I've seen a few replays I think it was an own goal um, but it's one it of those going in. yeah it's one yeah. of those ones where McTominay sh- should be trying to claim that because yeah. his last touch was going in and just was helped over but um, the main thing for me I rejog my memory was it Fred with the free kick yeah we are so whether we score or don't score we, we treat it as a corner it was a free kick but roughly or not it wasn't in the corner but that type of delivery was so much more dangerous when the ball was whipped in like yeah. that to Harry Maguire than when Ashley sort of floats it in with his laces. Like, it just seems so easy. Whip the ball in like that and Harry Maguire's starting to... He's a big physical presence and more often than not, he actually does win the first ball when it comes from yeah. set pieces. Um, I'm just hoping he gets a goal from it. 
Well, yeah, the show's going to come sooner rather than later. Well, pretty much every set piece we aim for him. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes I'd criticise us aiming for him in terms of we're looking for a knockdown from him rather than yeah. getting or crossing into a dangerous position for him to actually try and get the header on target. Um, but that was a delivery where, well, it's almost, I don't think there was any chance of a handball, but the longer it was, went to VAR, you think the longer it's there, they're going to pull it up. No, um, yeah. Did you worry when, because it was a couple of minutes, it was three or four minutes. Not really, it, just, it seemed quite clean on first, uh, with VAR, you sort of know most of the time at first glance. I mean, the only time I've ever thought, like, what's going on here, was the PSG game six to minds, where he was like, oh, is it actually, you know, I didn't really notice that. I think that was like the first time we ever had VAR. Yeah. It was just... Um, but I didn't really worry about that yesterday. I mean, it's a different. We, we talked about it. It's a dip, VAR is a completely different episode. Yeah. You can talk about it for you know hours. Um, but yeah, again, probably pleased for McTominay at the time, even though he did go down as an own goal. Because again, he's just building his confidence up, and he played a part in it initially, even though it went off the floor. Well, I, I have to respect that from McTominay to go and celebrate what you would probably know as an own goal. Yeah. Like that. Oh, that's something like Inzaghi would do. Like, but again, he's doing great with McTominay. You know, yeah. you can't fault him at the moment. He's probably one of the first names on that team. Uh, on that team oh, sheet, not one. I think he's besides yeah. besides De Gea. I think 100 percent he's the first name. Yeah, uh, and, and well, as we said, rightly so. It's not a case of. Okay, Pogba is injured and Maddich is injured, and McTominay's performances are um, keeping him there. Um, I mean, after that, they didn't really have. They scored next, obviously, in the second half, but they only had one other chance in the first half where they missed, you know, uh, you know I think cross connected, went wide, but yeah. lim- really limited them yesterday, besides the goal. Well, on the equaliser, whenever we get an equaliser, and especially that time of morning, I see it, then I just walk away, I'll go do something else for 30 yeah. seconds to calm down. He's crossing into the box. Um, I, th- I saw Harry Maguire was closest to when it happened, but I don't think it was Maguire's man. I think he eventually. So no. I think McTominay no. might have lost his man, maybe, or went over his head. I've seen a few comments on the goal on, on Twitter. Uh, a few are blaming Maguire. Yeah. A few actually blame De Gea. Obviously, yeah. he's very close to it, um, and well, it does come at speed, but sometimes, you know, you're critical of the reactions. Could you have, like, you know, he's made some really good knee jerk reaction saves in the past. Look at the games yeah. against Arsenal, Tottenham last year. Um, could you have stuck a hand up and you know just you know instinct it was relatively at him well it's it, 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 such it, a good pace. one of those where we can sit back and we can pick out faults but if flip back to the other side and that's Harry Maguire yeah. scoring a goal we're thinking what a great header so well, it's, always, it's always bad to you know to concede from a set piece yeah. and I think that's the main thing they'll take from that is that it was a set piece and we should be dealing with corners better now usually when things don't start to go our way we really struggle you can almost visibly see it the players' heads drop and sort of retreat 10 yards and yeah. sort of really hang on. And that's what the big fear was. I think it's here, here we go. Brighton are going to sort of gain confidence from that and United are going to sort of decrease their confidence. But it was almost the opposite. It was yeah. United of old or under Fergie who said, stop, OK, we're going to go score again. And um, I thought, OK, the result is obviously the most pleasing thing. But I think that reaction was minutes. so much more important. Yeah. Not, not, not more important than the result. But you know what I mean? Just in isolation, that mentality to not drop back, the mentality to go for it. Although it was really, whether that had been instructed from Solskjaer or not, um, I thought it was really good yeah. from United and, and the manager. And it was um, great. It was, a, it was a good finish in the third goal. I thought quite lucky, fortunate to go off the crossbar. I mean, if he smacked that a bit hard, it could be yeah. back into play. And that could be a different, completely different game for him. Yeah. No, and we could be having a different conversation today about Rashford's performance last night because. Yeah, it was a goal, but it hit the underside of the bar. If it went out, would you know? Would you have had the confidence to do that lovely bit of skill later on in the game? Yeah, that was beautiful, right? We'll talk about it after. I mean, 
yeah, it was a great finish. And you look at how fast United break. I think we talked, talked about Rashford with the confidence. Prior to that, I think we broke in the first half. And I think Rashford's speed clocks at something like 22 yeah. miles an hour. Well, they're, they're front is it how fast the, and the desire to break. Yeah, well, sometimes the ball was breaking between, sort of in the right-hand channel, in between the, forget if it was Duffy or Dunk, um, and the right and left back. The ball was just sort of breaking in little pockets. And Daniel James was nowhere near the play. No. And he was first to the ball every time. He, God, he is... He's unreal. Just, just that first five metres. And he's not the fastest player in our squad. Oh, you'd, be, you'd think he'd be close to it, but... Um, he's, he's not. I, yeah. don't, I don't know who it is, but I know for a fact he's not the fastest player in the squad. I think he was a young um, reserve team player, but okay. actually the fastest player in our squad. Yeah. But it's ridiculous looking at yeah. how. And he has his knack of just, just his knack of just getting his toe in there before the defender. Yeah. And that opens another debate whether he goes to ground too early or not, or he needs to bulk up a little bit. But that ability, just get your toe in, and it sort of commits the defender. And um, look, he's taken a few knocks. Yeah. Um, so hopefully. Um, he doesn't get on the end of a bad tackle, but um, I thought it was one. Of, we'll get into it later. But I thought it was one of Daniel James' his best game. Yeah, especially, especially in his quality. Like, he's yeah. always got that output of energy and sort of determination. That's always, always pleasing because when we do the top three later on, it's going to be tough because yeah. I thought, you know we follow a lot of the players yesterday. Yeah, um, but really good, really good, um, really good third goal. Well, well, just on the goal, we'll talk, talk about the finish. But um, something I thought wasn't really getting into the game. But everything that he did do um, was perfect. I thought Marshall. Yeah. I thought, and maybe that is the difference in these last couple of weeks. The quality he brings into that central area, the ball sticks. He's able to link up play. Not not in the traditional sense of a big target man, but just the quality he has on the ball. He could I, have I, easily. I was talking about that like yesterday. Match today, he said Marshall is beginning to really mould into that number nine position for United. He really is utilising that. He's the playmaker, and that's why Rashford. You can't put down, you know, Rashford's confidence and you know the increase in goals since Martial's come back. Yeah. He's down to Martial. He's really yeah. coming a playback. Yeah, and for me, I thought he was probably the best player on the pitch yesterday, especially in the second half. Uh, I think there's a big part of well, not a big play. I don't know there's so many different factors, but since he's returned from injury, and well, I think we've won five out of the last six, or yeah, or haven't lost, or only lost one. Besides, besides Bournemouth, yeah. So um, you can't put that down to one player, but I think he has made a huge difference in terms terrific, of the way, yeah. way we attack. Really, really terrific. And what was good, because sometimes when Martial's not in the... This maybe applies more to when he plays on the left-hand side, but when he's not in the game, he's just useless. He offers yeah. nothing. But this game, he wasn't really in the game, but when called upon, his quality shone through and, and really helped the team. So, um, although, really, we have really missed him. Yeah, so... so, so Starts so What you don't usually sort of associate with Martial, but I thought it was a very mature performance. Yeah. Um, Realising it wasn't his day, but he could still contribute to the yeah, team. Yeah, he did. Um, okay, that is all the positives. We will go on to not the main negative after a, a very good win, but um, Rashford and his what would you say wastefulness and his missed chances. Yeah. Um, okay, it's great when you come back after a win, you can laugh it off and think, well, it's one of those days. At least he scored. But there's always that bit in the back of your head thinking, is this going to come back to bite us later on in the season if he's missing chances like he was? Well, there was obviously the big chance he missed, which. Okay, he should score, but that, that sometimes happens. Yeah. But there's two or three chances where he should be doing a little bit better. And I think, I think that's what I said before when I said if you know if that third goal would not have gone in, yeah. we would have been having a different like the pundits would have been having a different conversation. We'd be having a different conversation. You look at that missed chance, and he, you know he's hit a bar. Let's say 
but then you look at the chances he's pulled wide, you look at the open nets. Well, I'll just look at the minutes. I mean, that's a ridiculous, it is a ridiculous miss well, from that position, yeah, look, I, looking at the break and play. I mean, if that would have gone in, that would, probably would have been one of the one of the best counter-attack goals well, scored. Did, you look at the whole game, I thought the, you look at the Bolton, you look at the Arsenal counter-attacks, yeah. it's up, it would have been up there. I thought, especially from Daniel James, he's, and I, I, I don't want to say a hot, but I told him what to do. Obviously, I'm sitting on the other side of the wall through a TV. But just before he got the defender, I said, don't cross it, he go past him. And he let the defender, he slowed down a little bit, almost Changed his shape across. Yeah. The defender committed and then just touched it past him to go down the line. I thought it was a real old-fashioned bit of wing play, which was perfect. Yeah. And um, obviously the delivery was fantastic. So um, yeah, perfect from Daniel James. Now, I just saw there the minute before the miss from the actual goal. It was so important. Two minutes after Brighton scored was Rashford's goal. And as you said, if that doesn't go in, that last 25 minutes... It's probably back to the wall. Yeah, I mean, do we have the same momentum? You, you, can, only spe- you can only speculate in these yeah. situations, but, but, but I think the fact of the matter we've is... We've got past games to go, yeah. go on with as evidence that said we would have been dropping Yeah, back. I mean, so, you, know, you need to speculate on what could have happened, or you need to be realistic and look at the actual chances he missed in that game. You look at the, the cross from Dan James, it's an open net, you know, you should... You should be burying that. You'd be very disappointed. Yeah. You look back at that, you'd be, you'd be very disappointed. Yeah. And I think the pundits have said, you know what, he's, he's had one of his better games for United Rashford. But personally, I think I, I personally yeah, was a bit disappointed yeah. in terms of his finishing. I think oh, to be yeah. a world class striker, or if he wants to be that world class striker, you've got to be putting away you know, some of them. And he, he proves, you know, he's proven that he has. I mean, you look at the first touch, yeah, the yeah. game of the other week where he Norwich. had that first against Norwich and he's finishing that so you know proves he has got that quality getting that consistency uh, finishing in the chances uh, 100% now on to um, one of the last negatives or one of the last down points um, it was late in the game and um, I forget where I was I must have taken the dog to go to the toilet or something uh, just before bed sort of thing and um, came back in McTominay's on the pitch good man and um yeah, McTominay was substituted, so I just thought, um, okay, it was a time-wasting substitution sort of thing. I forget who came on for him. Um, it's yeah, yeah, I forget who came on for him, but I, and then um, I thought nothing of it. It was just a late substitution. Then I just scrolled through Twitter before I go to bed, and apparently the stretcher was out for yeah. him. Um, apparently he's injured, so I didn't, I didn't see what happened. I mean, I don't know how bad it is. I mean, the sports side today saying he's definitely out of obviously the internationals. I mean, probably Harry Maguire tweeted, "Get well soon, Scott," which you know may kind of it could be a bit worse than what we expected. So hopefully it's not too long for these out. I think I heard Solskjaer he rolled his ankle, did he? Was, yeah. yeah. So um, did he actually go off on the stretcher? Or um, I think he linked up. I haven't seen him off on the stretcher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully it's not as bad as we think. And I think you know what? To not have the pressure to go to internationals is probably good. Let him know, you know, nurse the injury yeah. back home, and, and you know, hopefully see what happens. Hopefully we'll be back for Sheffield United. Fingers yeah. crossed. Because no, he is the first on the list, as you said. Yeah. 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 Especially with well, first on the list, he's on, he's the only one on the list. Yeah. There's him and Fred. <laughs> um, now speaking of Fred, which we haven't even really mentioned, no. we'll, we'll get into the um, which we haven't discussed um, off air, but the three two ones, um, men of the match. Because I think we haven't mentioned him, but Fred. I thought Fred was was really good yesterday. I wouldn't say terrific, um, but I thought he had a, he had a, he had a positive game. And we talked about it before the Bournemouth game, saying he just needs that consistency in terms of starting games and getting getting the performances um, and the experience. Well, not the experience, but getting you know the consistency with playing time. But 
I hope it works out for him for us, I really do. Um, obviously invested a lot of money in him, like we do with quite a lot of players recently, and you know, deserves he deserves the chances to get it really. Because we, we are short in that area. You know, you, you think when Pogba's back in December, does he take his place? Absolutely. Um, there's no denying Pogba is world class. It doesn't matter if McTominay's having a great game, it doesn't matter if Fred's having a good game, you know, Matic could be playing and he could be having this, the form of his life. Yeah. Pogba just walks back into the team. No, 100%. Um, yeah, as you say, I think most of it just comes down to that run of games, and yeah. the run of games has probably come through through a bit of luck, through yeah. the sort of injuries from other players. But um, do we give him Fred three points, or I personally, I'm giving him Martial the three points. Martial? Yeah. Oh god, that is controversial. Yeah. I think yes, he's performed. I thought he had a world class game without being world class. Yeah, I know that's controversial, but in, in the sense that he was he played that number nine role superbly, especially in the second half. He was unselfish. I thought, he, I thought he had personally a terrific game so he's, he's my he's my three well as you're the guest I will give Martial three points then I think we can settle for Fred for two points yep um, one point I think Dan James yeah I think it would be Dan James yeah the effort the speed and you look at where he was playing and there's no disrespect to Swansea but you know he's, he didn't with Swansea last year he had a great season he was probably one of their best players if not their best player but to come into a, a team, and I know we're we're not in a position we, we have been in the past, you know, in the past years, in like twenty thirteen or twenty ten onwards. But to walk into a team like Manchester United and have them consistent, well, not world class, but high quality performance and, and maintain that intensity, it's great. And the only worry I have is if he gets an injury. Well, as one of those players, whether it be his build um, and that type of player on the wing, whether. And he relies so much on his pace. If he gets a muscle injury, yeah, we don't know how that affects someone with pace. Um, but I think, and it was on his birthday, 22nd birthday. But I think he's always got your like Juan Bissaka. You know what you're going to get from Daniel James. But he's now, whether it be through the games or confidence, he's now adding that little bit of quality. Yeah. And I, well, I didn't say this. I, I called this, but I think so much of that comes from playing him on the right hand side. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, being able to get on the outside of defenders, and he played on the right a lot, especially when when United won tour in in Australia and in, in, um, in Asia as well. Special mention to Brandon Williams for yeah. wasn't world class, but really high quality performance. You know, in, in your first game, delighted for him. I sort of wish he, you know he, he scored that chance, but it was a good finish from the left back. So yeah, actually, uh, the keeper. I feel bad we've gone through the whole podcast without mentioning Brandon Williams yeah. because I just say he's not. I think if you compare it, like I think people are overreacting a little bit. I think if you say, okay, he's our left back, and you compare a left back to, let's say, Robertson from Liverpool, no, no. Brendan Williams isn't the answer in no. terms of what you want to go and win a Premier League. However, which we just had a little discussion there on Ashley Young, but we know Ashley Young, whatever people's thoughts, isn't good enough for what we need. He just offers so much more than Ashley Young, I think, in terms of. There's no real mistake. Yeah, I suppose he does make the odd, odd mistake, but you'd expect that from a young player. Yeah. But, but um, playing out from the back, the intensity, his winning tackles. This might be controversial, but you know, it, although I, I really like the fact that Williams is getting he's getting game time and he gets that experience, and I think that's why he needs, especially with the likes of Young injured and I'm sure with that long-term injury. If Young's back in the squad, if, if Shaw's back in the squad, do you play them over Williams? Yeah, absolutely, because you need that. Not reliability, but you need ex- you know you need some experience in the team. And, and I play, I play, um, I play Ashley Young over Williams. You know, in, in a high quality big game. Let's say you play Man City yeah. or you play in Liverpool. I play Ashley Young. If it, if if it is between him and Williams, yeah, absolutely. It's between Ashley Young and Luke Shaw. 
Yeah, overwhelmings in a big game. 100%. Okay, which I probably agree with Williams in a big game. Yeah. Um, but in a big game, who is your left back, Luke Shaw or Ashley Young? Don't say Ashley Young. I'm not going to say Ashley Young. Obviously, Luke, Luke Shaw in, in, uh, is prime. I mean, if Luke Shaw's first game back was Man City, I'd say play Ashley Young. <laughs> Because I wouldn't trust him in, you know, just, you know, he's coming back from injury, but it's a, it's a different story. We can't speculate when Shaw's going to come back the same December. Um, well, we'll see what happens. Well, well yeah, as I said, I'm delighted Williams played yesterday. I think, you know, while we're short in that position, it's great to get that experience and gain the confidence. We, we did it with Paddy Mooney a couple of years ago when he came in against Everton, and I think he came in against West, to West Ham and Rooney got sent off. Yeah, he had, yeah, yeah, he had two consecutive games. He had that clearance with his head. I remember against um, Everton, yeah. he played it with his head. It was brilliant. Um, he played about half, about half that season. Yeah. Um, until Van Hal subbed him at half time. And then Where is he now? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um, Sunderland. Well, we will touch a little bit. We'll just discuss him before, just to wrap up on the actual Premier League, because United yeah. were in crisis a week ago. But Arsenal have taken the crown, yeah, and are having an absolute circus. And they reckon Emery's probably going to get the sack. Yeah, I mean, there's a few um, favourites to replace him. Luis Enrique came up today. I saw that was in the rounds. I, will, uh, I think that sounds about right. I think that yeah. sort of makes a lot of sense. But I, there's that hope. Well, whether hope, whether that be good or bad, but Mourinho to Arsenal. Did you? Well, I'm, no, I'm not sure. Well, I'm whether not you sure. like that or not, do you think that's an actual possibility? Do you think? I think anything's a possibility because Jose said he wants to stay in the Premier League. I think he'd prefer Tottenham, yeah. personally. Well, um, well, just due to his history. Well, we look at the table here. Like as bad as United have been, here's the table here. We are in seventh. Tottenham in fourteenth. Yeah. If Solskjaer's under pressure, what about Pochettino? Because he's in fourteenth with a. You look at you look at. But he's got such a better team than us, and he's in fourteenth. We're in seventh. You look at Tottenham at the moment. Tottenham have got. Even though they're 14, I think they've got a better team than Arsenal. Like, if you yeah, look at that. I think there's a few issues in Arsenal, uh, sorry, in Tottenham that we don't know about, um, but it's probably not come out in the press. A few rumours about you know, team rift and you know, consistency in performances. They're just starting to play in Europe now properly. Um, but we'll see. I don't, I don't think Tottenham are going to finish 14, to play that way. I think, oh, they'll, no. um, yeah. I think they'll climb, oh, no, especially towards Christmas period. Um, well, that, I'm just looking at it now. We're one point behind Arsenal. It's Arsenal's worst start, they said, since... And I hate these stats. Where they say, well, five years, five or seven years. No, yeah. no, no. It's worst start since the early 80s. Was like it? 82 or something. Um, but that's right. I don't like this worst start. Like, it's 12 games in. Like, there's going to have to come a time where you stop saying it's the start of the season. Yeah. Um, but the big one, which has been a bit of a kick in the guts today, was Liverpool yeah. smashing City. Pretty much smashing City. There's, we won't get into it too much with the whole VAR drama. But just looking at it there, the City are now in fourth with Leicester and Chelsea ahead of them. Yeah, and I think we should probably mention Chelsea. I think Lampard's done a terrific job at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, no denying that. He's got a team. I think he's got a team unity. He, he's, he's been consistent in what he said. He's really backed his team. He's really backed the youth. And I think what's different between Arsenal, and, oh, sorry, between Chelsea and United is when we say he's backed the youth. His youth have had the experience in the Premier League. Oh, you look di- at like the loan spells. It's, it's a different type of youth. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's completely different. But you know, fair play to him. He's done a, he's done a magnificent job. They've, I think they've had was it the eighth consecutive win or something. Oh yeah, they're they're right, flying. Unbelievable. Um, but I think they will. Maybe due to the squad um, limitations, but I think they will hit a tricky patch. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a manager who's fine. There's going to come a time where they have a few rocky results, and I then mean, then we'll see how what they're made of. Yeah. Yeah, going on to Liverpool, I don't, I don't want to talk about the Scousers too much, but 
I think the only shining light is we're the only team to make the drop points. I think we can take a bit of a positive from that. But if, um, they, if they win the which is going to happen, they're, they're eventually going to win it. It looks like it's going to happen this year. The one saving grace I will take from it is Gerard won't be lifting the trophy, exactly, right? Yeah. And, and he'll try and take the high ground and say he wants Liverpool to win. I can tell you deep down he doesn't want Liverpool to win the league because he, he he wanted to lift that trophy, and for them to do it when he's left. I think that'll eat him up inside. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, um, so maybe it was a good thing Liverpool win the league. The, league, the league's not the league's not in November. And I know it's um, and they've got a massive gap at the moment, but no, strange things have happened. Strange things have happened. Um, there are in a lot of major tournaments still Liverpool. They will drop points. I guarantee you, they will drop points in December. Um, I think they probably need to sacrifice a cup. I mean, it's always good to win the World Championships. I probably wouldn't, you know, I probably wouldn't sacrifice that. But in terms of the League Cup, do they really need the, you know, prestige to win the League Cup? I know City won all the domestic cups last year, but do they really need it? Probably not. They well, probably well, just to win the League Cup now, there's Liverpool, City, and Leicester all have away games. We're the only big team with a home game yeah. against Colchester. So um, you think Liverpool against that game against Villa will probably lose because they'll probably have a sort of reserve team out because they'll. Be I'm not saying they need to lose. Obviously, it's great to be in a domestic tournament, but. You know, would you rather drop points in the Premier League or get knocked out of the League Cup? I think they'd probably rather get knocked out of the League Cup. I think Klopp, yeah. Klopp has pretty much said that as well. He said he doesn't mind if they lose. And um, I think they tried to against Arsenal, but <laughs> Arsenal are just so bad that uh, they messed um, up. Now, I could do a whole episode on Arsenal and Arsenal Fan TV, but just about wraps up. Yeah, another great win um, for Leicester as well, I think. Um, just mentioned that. Well, we'll just finish on that. If we're saying the title race isn't over and the City are in fourth, are we saying that Leicester are in a title race? I think so, yeah. I think it'd be, you know, you can't just say, if you're going to say, you know, Man City are in a title race, you've got to say, you know, Cause all when you've Leicester, got to say Chelsea are now, well, you've got to say when, when Leicester, Leicester When Leicester won the league, well, up until like January, we were saying they weren't in a title race and they'll win yeah. the league by 10 points. So, I mean, you look, at, you look at the games Leicester have lost, I mean, I think we were very fortunate against Leicester, I mean, we scored a penalty. Yeah. Um, you know, could have easily down tools in that game. You know, we did well defensively to hold on to that. But you know, Leicester had chances in that game. Liverpool game though again they were unlucky. They had a few decisions against them. They scored at Anfield. You know, they could have easily got points against Liverpool. But you know, the beaten, the beaten Tottenham. They beat Tottenham, didn't they? They did beat uh, Tottenham. They must have. Probably. Yeah, they beat Tottenham. They beat Arsenal. They beat Tottenham. They beat Arsenal. You know, I know Southampton are poor. We we drew to Southampton, but to Scott, you know, to any game to win nine nil. Yes. Oh, yeah. you know, and to win the game after you win 9-0 is brilliant because it's very easy to get from place. I mean, you look at us in 2012 where we beat, I think we, we fresh Spurs at home in the opening game. We beat Arsenal 8-1 or 8-2. And then it's very easy to down tools in the next game. I think we won 1-0 in our next game. And, and Fergie said it would have been very easy to... Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's a natural, yeah. a natural game. Um, we'll just finish on, I saw a tweet from Larry after the game, after the Arsenal match. Um, he wants to go all out for James Madison. Yeah. You see someone you go for in January or? I still don't think it's realistic to sign any any high quality Premier League player in January. I mean, I think especially from I think Torres is probably the last of the especially from Leicester too. The huge names. But obviously, Sanchez came to us in, in January, but oh, that, was a, um, that was a weird one though. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I think it'd be stupid to come to United in January personally. Well, he's a United fan. He's a United fan, so the, the, if you know, hold out to the Sunday. If, if there is interest, it might be hard for him to say no. But yeah, it would be, I'd be shocked if they. No, if I, any, I, I, I don't think. I actually don't think he's come to United at all, yeah. personally. Which is, uh, I know, maybe controversial, and I know we can still attract top players. I mean, we will, we will still attract top players. 
but I can't see I can't see any high quality Premier League player for Leicester leaving. Yeah. Especially after so after yeah. Maguire off them the last thing they want to do is go and give us another player. But exactly. I think that just about wraps up this week's episode. I'm sure in the coming weeks there'll be plenty of episodes on the upcoming transfer window. Next game Sheffield United. Yes, Sheffield United away, which will be tricky. International um, break now. Couple of runs home. Usually, I'd say yes, but I think this season I sort of almost look forward to the international breaks. And United can't rule them all, which they haven't been ruling my weekend lately. But they can't ruin the weekend, and injury-wise, I think it's good as well. I think Pogba hopefully back or, or starting yeah. to be back around then. Um, so I think it's coming a good time. But in regards to the international break, if anyone has an idea for a podcast, let us know. Um, can either do one just discussing just the current news and the current topic of going maybe like the Saudis or something um, or we can do an episode like we did regarding Wayne Rooney the other week or a couple of months ago sort of a career in perspective that type of episode so if you have any ideas um, or what you'd prefer to listen to over the international break please get in touch and let us know um, and if it's a career episode I'm happy to have any suggestion of players um, any player suggestions Josh for an episode I was thinking one about Maybe like mo- obviously modern day managers for United. Let's do, pick the high, the low points. Talk yeah. about post managers. Talk about Fergie as well. Pick probably their best game, maybe their worst game. Seeing them watch, you'd be a lot for Moyes. But. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think Moyes would be a good one because um, it's such a select period. But if you did that for Van Gaal, I mean, you know, the big teams you beat Liverpool in every game except for the Europa League. So, yeah. so um, specialists in big teams. All right, that is actually a good idea. We might do that, touch on a few managers, maybe a podcast for each manager, etc. Um, maybe we can do that when Mourinho joins Arsenal. Um, we yeah. can de- dedicate an episode to him. Can we buy Munich? Yeah. Never know. Arsene Wenger to Munich, good. It's a merry-go-round. Um, and Solskjaer has bought himself some time. Yeah. Um, which you wouldn't have seen two or three weeks ago. So, um, again, thank you for listening. Um, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you listen to us on. Um, please follow on whatever your favourite platform of Facebook, Twitter or Instagram is. Um, thank you, Josh, for coming on. No always, worries. Always good to chat about a win. Exactly, than, yeah. I think we're still, on our face today, so... We still managed to moan about Ashley Young a little bit, but, um, no, it is good. Um, yeah. and good to obviously take the win into the international break. So thank you again for listening and speak to you soon. Cheers.